Hello and welcome to Mirror Talk Podcast. Your moment of greatness starts now. Today's guest is the founder of Sweden's largest presentation skills training company. He's an international speaker, author, and coach. He started to help people around the world in the greatest ways with their skills in communicating with others. Welcome to the show, David. How are you doing? Thanks, Nate. I am doing great. We just had a Nerf war, me and my colleagues. So we were running around, shooting ourselves each other with uh, arrows, oh, like soft arrows. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's a, that's a nice spot for the, for the body to move around a bit. It's awesome. We do it two or three times a day. So it's really good office movement. Wow, that's good. And it makes one much more happy, I guess, as in it's, yeah, boosts the mood. <laughs> so, as long as you don't get shot too many times. <laughs> so it's, it's awesome to, to have you on the Mirror Talk podcast. All of us to start, you know, with how you go started with, you know, magical science of storytelling and communication. How did it all begin? It began, well, you know, weirdly enough, I've never had that question. I've been in so many pods and been interviewed so many times, nobody's ever asked me that specific question. And the specific <laughs> answer to it is this. Mm. I believed I was not a storyteller. Mm. So I sat down and I figured out that's probably limiting belief. If I just learn a bit more, I should be able to become a storyteller. And usually when I do things, I want to shoot for the stars. So mm. I thought to myself, I, I want to record a TEDx talk. And I want to make it one of the best ones ever. Mm. Now, let's start studying and practice storytelling. And I spent two or three years doing that. And then I launched a TED Talk. And now it's become the most viewed one in the world on storytelling practicals, how to build stories. Stories, yes. And I, I was quite occupied, you know, watching your TED Talks. There are like three or four um, videos on, on YouTube that everyone could watch. I'm, I'm going to place the links in the show notes for this episode so that everyone could listen to your different TEDx talk because they are very, you know, educative and very informative. But, you know, yeah. um, one thing that inspired me to have you on this podcast is because of our, you know, our everyday life. Our everyday life involves communication, you know, talking to ourselves, to our family, to our friends, to our loved ones, you know, co-workers and other people that come across our path. And as you said earlier, you said, you know, you are, you know, sh having some arrow shooting with your friends and um, with your co-workers also at work. And, you know, this involves communication with, with, in our everyday activity. And in, in one of your TEDx talks, um, you talked about, you know, the 110 techniques of communication and public speaking. So can you tell us about what makes a great communicator great internally and externally? I'd say that, wow, a great one. So mm. the thing is this. From the study of the 5,000 public speakers, yes. I found 110 skills. And these have been, I've been weighing these like with points. So if I see you on stage, my friend, I can score you depending on which skills you use. So you'd score maybe 30 points, maybe 40, maybe 50, maybe 60, maybe 110. 110 is the most. Now, most people score 35. Most people suck at communicating. They like I guess they just hope that language is enough, but it's not. Now, when you find people who are scoring 60, 65, these are usually like salespeople or good leaders because they've, they've practiced and learned communication. So these people, they're good. People stop and they listen to them. Mm. And the people launching into 75, 80 points, that's the kind of people 
that can make any room silent. It'll dominate more or less any conversation in just the way they speak. And when you're looking at the one scoring 95 to 100, absolute world-class. Now people talk about them. People look forward to seeing them. People want to be around them, like magnetizing human beings. That's one part of it. The second part is the internal stuff, what you say to yourself. And I've got a big three-day course on that, which is on self-leadership, self-talk, self-coaching. And when you combine that, if you say the things, the correct and the good things to yourself, combine that with 110 skills, add a bit of storytelling, you'll blow anyone out of the water. Yeah. I found it really amazing how you, you know, categorized, you know, um, all of these 110 skills into, I think, various categories. Like you have the, the nervousness, then you have the voice, then you have the body language, you have the facial expression, the language, yeah. and the, um, I think the ultimate level is, you know, where you have the love presenting and the role playing. Uh, I found it really, really, really have you good. Been, have you been learning them from my online uh, courses? No, up, up to now, I've, been watch, I've, I've just watched the videos and taken note of what everything you talked about in your TEDx talk. But my next step is now to, you know, go to JP University and, you know, enroll to the online courses. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. do them also. Yeah. I will encourage all listeners also to enroll and, you know, take the online courses to, yeah, to improve their communication skills. So, yeah, absolutely. How can we develop and improve our storytelling skills to the level of effectively engaging and passing across our message and emotions to the audience? How do you do that? Well, I guess like, storytelling is easy. We all do it. Everybody does it. Every single human being on earth does it. Every single day we tell stories about ourselves in our own head, about our future, about our past, about our current events. You're probably telling stories in your head going like, wonder what will happen when I publish this. Oh, uh, it's cool. Wonder what they'll say when I had an interview with David. You're, you're like creating the stories of the future in your head. Yeah. Yeah. True. The trick is this moving that story out of your head to another person. So you have to make it interesting for them. And at the end of the day, it's all about dopamine, which I talk about in my TED talk. If you can create anticipation for the during the story and for the end of the story, then you're at home. The mistake most people do is that they jump on the conclusion. They just jump to the best bit. They just jump to like the end. And that's the story for them. That's not storytelling, though. You're not taking the opportunity to go like, you know, when I was walking to the store yesterday evening, it was dark, the rain was falling. I heard this really weird sound behind me. I looked behind me and I couldn't see anybody, but I still heard somebody was walking behind me. I couldn't see them. It was far back. And then, you know, you just, and then you launch into whatever happens. But people go like, when I was out walking, this man just came up to me and said, hey, I know you from somewhere, blah, 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 blah. And they, 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 they miss the opportunity of entertaining others. And how, how do you know if your audience or the person you're narrating the story to is engaged in whatever you're passing across? How do you get the feedback from them without asking for, for feedback? You just see it in their eyes. You know, mm. when you're in the middle of a story, you go, you stop with a pause and you see in their eyes, they go, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's, that's a good receipt. Oh, ah, okay. Then with that, you can always improve the way you tell the story if they don't take it well and yeah, improve on that. It usually takes me between 10 and I'll say between seven and 15 times 
of telling a story yeah. until it's crisp. Hmm. And I know it'll work wherever I do it. It, yeah. it never, never, ever works the first time as well as I want it to work. You have to refine a story. So tell it to your kids, tell it to your friend, tell it to your partner, tell it to your colleagues, tell it to another friend, tell it to another friend, and then tell it in business. And then at the last day, like the seventh and eighth time, when you built in a bit more anticipation, a bit more ambience, a bit more detail, mm. change details around a bit, boom, you've got it. Wow. So practice makes perfect. Just keep on repeating the story, <laughs> refining it. Yeah, refining it. And, and the key is adding dopamine, mm. dopamine. anticipation. Yes, yes. Oh, great. So, you know, um, I'm a big fan of your TikTok videos, actually. I got to know you from from TikTok (laughs) and then to Instagram. So your TikTok and your um, Instagram videos are filled with so much positivities and mental health acts. So, and I'm I'm really, really grateful for them. I'm really grateful for the fact that I got to come across them. Um, How can we, how can we reprogram our brains for more positivity and positive mindset and when is the best time to, to do that? I'd say that the easiest path to your question is meditation, mm. by far. Mm. Meditate 10 minutes a day, it'll change your life, period. Mm. Nothing in your entire life will change it more than 10 minutes of meditation every day, nothing. Mm. You, can, you can get like 500 million and it would not change your mental state into a happier mode than if you spend 10 minutes every day of the rest of your life meditating. Can't, can't, be, can't be compared. So I say meditation. Second is this one. That I've got a TikTok on that, and you might have seen it as well. And that is that a lot of people, they go like, I'm fed up. Now I'm going to change my life. Yeah. I'm going to change my life today. Mm. Yes. 99 out of 100 times they fail. Mm. Why? Because life cannot be changed in a day. Life can be changed in small increments, just as the changes happen to where you're today. Mm. So I'd say this, the day you're fed up, say this to yourself. I'm fed up. From today, I'm going to add small bits of positivity and good stuff into my life. And I'll do that every day, a little bit every day. And in a year, you'll have changed your life, just as you wished from day one. Uh, Is that like a compound, um, compound effect? Hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So one day you just you learn how to smile. One hmm. day you give away compliments, and one yeah. day you're self appreciative and you tap yourself on the shoulder. Yeah. You do this over and over again. You practice these small little details, hmm. and um, at the end of that year, you won't even recognize yourself. But it happens so slowly that yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, yes. And talking of smiling, um, is a YouTube video of yours on your YouTube channel. The link also will be placed in the show notes of this episode, uh, where you are talking about, you know, laughing. You, you dealt with the science of laughing, and you talked about your friend, you know, who, who loves to laugh. And I found that really, I found that really educating. I was like, oh, I'm going to work on this too, maybe laugh a little bit more, you know, be expressive, or like, yeah, work on that step by step. It compound effect. Then after a year, won't be far away from when one was um today, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's, it's a really good video. I think it was the 110 seconds news clip you saw from me. Yes, I exactly. Take, I take studies and I make them into 110 seconds, like kind of TV reporting stuff. I'm going yes. to start to just try them to make them shorter now. So I'll be producing them on TikTok and they'll be 60 seconds long. See yeah. how that works. Yeah, yeah. that'll be amazing. <laughs> that'll yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. So um, 
from your vast experience as a great communicator, public speaker, author, and coach, how can we improve the relationship that we have with ourselves? And how can we remain in love with, with ourselves? I'd say that the most simple thing is, well, simple or simple, but we don't actually have to practice self-love. The only thing we have to do is stop being self-critical and self-love will happen automatically. Mm. It's insane. It's like, I, I, apparently Dalai Lama was interviewed about this and, um, and he, uh, and the interviewer asked him something like, so, but self-love then, isn't that important to practice? And Dalai Lama went, I don't know what you mean. You know, what do you mean practice? And then he said, well, you know, like practice to be more self-loving. Mm. Then Dalai Lama said, well, you're self-loving from birth. Why shouldn't you be? Why? I can't really see why, why wouldn't you love yourself? Mm. And that's our Western culture is more prone to be self-critical. Mm. So reducing self-criticism allows you to automatically be self-loving. Mm. Did you know that if you got, like, I think it's schizophrenia. I think it's schizophrenia. It's one of those like similar conditions where you hear voices in your head. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the Western culture, those voices are negative. Mm. But in like some, some other cultures, like some of the Asian cultures, some of the African cultures, mm. when they've done the same tests, the voices are positive. Why, why is it so? Because I, I guess, you know, Western culture is all about you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not earning more, enough money, you're not you know, happy enough, you're not kind enough, you're not loving enough. So we're self-critical. And so when we get schizophrenia, the voices in our head are negative. Yeah. And the cultures where we go like, hey, you're good as you are, the voices are positive. But in Western cultures, schizophrenia is seen as something super, 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 super bad. Mm. Obviously, because if you've got a voice in your head saying, you know, like, you're a really, really bad person, <laughs> you'll feel bad. It's just interesting that it's different culturally. So I should be... I should be less critical of myself to be able to love myself more. Yeah, just every time, every time you want to be self-critical, do this instead. I did as good as I could under the circumstances that I had. Or I did as good as I could under the circumstances I gave myself. Hmm. Or, wow, that was interesting. What I will learn from this is this. Those three sentences can change a human being's life because very often a person would go like this. Oh, why did I mess up? Oh, why am I so stupid? Why didn't it get perfect? Why am I not as good as this person? Yeah. Those three sentences, you, who, you who's listening to this, apply them. Yes. Wow. wow. That's, that's really good. I mean, um, sometimes we always think oh, we, we, what we did is not good enough or it's not... Um, yeah, we could have done better than that. And that way we, we beat ourselves down and end up eating ourselves for that. Yeah. But how did you, um, for example, work, work on yourself to become who you are right now today? You know, you're a man of, you know, you, have, you, you do a lot of things. Um, you are, you know, public speaking and you have this um, JP University. How do you, you know, sustain your mental health, your mental, uh, mental fitness and, you know, without being burn out or depressed or, <laughs> or, yeah, or exhausted. I think it's just fascinating to become a better person every day. Like, mm. It's just a fascination. You know, how, can I, how can I be a better version of myself today than I was yesterday or last week or last month? Mm. How can I carry on just becoming better? I've got this quote which goes, imagine 
never meeting the best version of yourself. If you never got the opportunity before you died to look yourself in the eyes and meet the best version you could have been. I think that's, uh, that's motivational to me. I want to be, I want to be the best version I can be. I want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about, talking about quotes from you, uh, I was going through your, your website, davidjpphillips.com, and yeah. one, of, one, of, one of these quotes stood um, out to me. You wrote, um, there is no quick fix to being happy. Being happy is a lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> so how can we make happiness a lifestyle? Well, do this. Take a piece of paper, mm. write down like, positive habits, mm. like smiling like being generous, like being kind, like being self-appreciative, like mm. eating less sugar, like going to the gym, taking a walk, mm. uh, learning how to do the Duchenne smile, sharing something with somebody. Mm. You know, do a list of these. There's, there's got to be like a hundred. Put that by your bedside table. And every time you wake up, you look at one of them and you practice that one mm. that day. Mm. By doing so, you, it becomes a lifestyle. Choosing to look at life from, you know, how can it become a better place? How can the world be a better place? And how can I contribute to that today? That, that would become a lifestyle. Focusing on the positive part of one's life. Yeah. So for, for someone out there who wants to, you know, become a public speaker, an outstanding communicator or storyteller like you are, um, can you tell us more about, you know, JP University and how we could en enroll for, for these courses? Uh, sure, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually changing its name next week. It's a big thing. It's, called, it's going to be called headgain.com. Headgain.com, okay. Headgain.com. So anyone can go to headgain.com and they can access all of my courses, everything I teach. Mm. And my promise is that it'll be the best investment of your life. If you go through those courses, probably nothing in your entire life will have a bigger effect on you than going through those courses. It'll take you a year, but it'll be blow you away in your life. Wow. So I'm going to place the, the link to this new website um, in the show notes also so that anyone could just click on yeah. it or copy it and yeah, and get in contact with you. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I, yes. Uh, I love talking to people, so that's perfectly fine. That's great. So um, what advice will you give someone out there who, you know, is, is on, the, on the path to becoming a better person or wishes to become, you know, a public speaker? What will you tell the person to do to in, as a, internally to become, you know, a good public speaker or communicator externally? Number one, there's a lot of public speakers out there and therefore you have to become better than they are. They are or you have to do something differently. Mm. Like two of those options. Mm. If you do them at the same time, your chances are way bigger. So let's go for something different. Find your passion, find your subject, read every freaking book on it from like 2000 years ago to now, like get new angles, get new perspectives, just immerse yourself in this subject. Yeah. And then when you've got that, you'll, you will come up with ideas that others haven't and you'll start to see things from other directions. This will create a unique perspective and unique content. And boom, your chances are now way higher than the people who keep just copying quotes on Instagram or you know, going to courses which others have done only. Yeah. You have to do your own research. Mm. And then number two, and there's no shortcut to this, but you have to become skilled in the 110 steps. Mm. It's, 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 it's that, you know, like you're nodding now, I don't know where you learned that, but that's skill number 64. 
<laughs> so it's it's important to know that nodding whilst the person is speaking increases the chances of the other person talking to you. So if you're on a date and you're not nodding, your date won't go very well because it seems like you don't care. By just learning that I should nod when the person speaks yeah. will make your date much more successful. And that's just one of all the skills. Yes, yes. That's awesome. That's, that's a nice takeaway from, from this podcast. And I'm really grateful for your time. I really appreciate everything I've been able to learn from you today. And I encourage everyone to get in contact with David Phillips and um, enroll to the online courses and yeah, become better speakers for themselves, to themselves and also to other people. Thank you so much, David. Thanks, man. <laughs> Good to be here. Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting. Create real human connections have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on kitcaster.com slash mural. K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash M-I-R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.